We three from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From Afros and Braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back, and, and this is week 12. Back 12. Yes, week 12. How many, would you, how'd you sum this up, man? Three months. Three months. Wow. Longer than most people's relationships. Wow. I know, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's deep. That is deep. <laughs> Longer than some marriages. So. <laughs> Damn, who's? <laughs> that's like, okay. 12, was it 12, uh, 12 weeks? 12 that, weeks. Wow, okay. Hey, y'all. Um, we are back. Uh, excited to be back. And I'm here with the extinct, uh, I call y'all the extinguished gentlemen. The distinguished <laughs> Not extinguished. He's about to extinguish us, man. He's about to cut us out, man. No, man. You know how brothers are. Distinguished gentlemen. Like that now. Like five heartbeats, just going to get rid of us. He going solo. That's right. He's going to do that. He said he is Duck, right? Remember, Duck was the one that got rid of people. All right. Okay. All right. Since you're talking, Rand, tell everybody why we're called GP3. GP3 stands for Grove Park 3. The three of us went to elementary school together. I am Rand. I lived on South Elizabeth Place. I am uh, Tommy B, and I was North Avenue. I'm sorry, Tut. Go ahead. That's okay. I am Tut, and I live on Charlotte Place. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing, and and quick, um, just a quick, um, while I'm thinking about it, um, note from last week. We got a note? Falcons. Yeah. I got to bring it up now. We got robbed. Get it out of the way. Yeah. But, Rand, you're the man. You predicted Seattle. I did. I predicted Seattle. So you were right. But, damn, what a way to be right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was robbery, man. Yeah, was you robbery. Hate, I hate for games to end like that, man. When you got to cry. I do. When you got to cry, baby, that's what happened. Oh, he, I, he complained all game. All game. He, all he complained game. all game, and they finally gave him a call. And that's and, the call. And, and that the call that just killed the game. Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> that would have put him in field goal range. Right. Which would have gave them the ability to win the game. Well, so. I mean, you know, that's one of those types of things that sometimes you might want to ask yourself. Should there be some type of rule? You know, like the last minute of the game or two minutes of the game. Yeah. But again, since there was no call, yeah. you know, there's nothing yeah. that they could they could do. It, but yeah. Rough no call, about it, but crazy no call. It, um, yeah, the, the ref should have called because the thing about it, you could uh, the the uh, replay, instant replay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they saw it on telepod. Yeah. They showed that all day long. Yeah, I mean, you and know the ref, you trying to say but the ref They were in Seattle, up. so Seattle probably turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> turned it off, but see, but, but, but the, the problem is, though, even though they showed that, mm-hmm. you can open yourself up because then the refs can say, oh, we missed a holding call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, and, unless a call is made, right? Um, nothing you can do. We can't even right. throw the red um, bag out and challenge. No, you can't. Play. You can't challenge within the two-minute period or the minute last yeah. two minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. You can't challenge. Right. So, okay, y'all, um, email us. I'm just going to go ahead and throw the information out there right now. Uh, gp3rtt at gmail.com gp3rtt at gmail.com you can also leave voicemail 413-556-9546 413-556-9546 go to iTunes search us uh, gp3 homies from the block mm-hmm. S- same thing with SoundCloud same thing with um, with the um, Google, uh, Droid, Play. Google Play 
find your podcast app, then go in and search for the podcast. The other thing is what we're going to do, and I'm working on it right now, is having a Facebook page with all that information because everybody pretty much is on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook, so Twitter, So you can pretty yeah. soon Website, like us on, yeah. on, on yeah. Facebook within a, within about the next week. So uh, have yeah. we had some uh, feedback lately? You know what? You know, a, a lot of the feedback I get, man, mm-hmm. is from people who will just call me or text me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people may be a little shy about like either leaving a voicemail They'll just pick up the phone or they'll call me and right. say, hey, I was listening or text me. Mm-hmm. And it's more like an instant message where they'll just instant message so, me. So, what, so what's of some of the comments? Uh, you know, somebody, uh, what was it we talked about last week? Um, uh, man, what do we, I'm trying to think did of some We of the had a debate, the debate came up last A week. lot of folks are talking about fatigue and they, they just wish the election would be over. Okay. And they're glad the debates are over. And the climate of the country right now, people are just kind of fatigued. You know, they they tired of hearing about it. They yeah. want it to be over. I think I read an article in Huffington Post. They were talking about um, for African Americans, the election stress has been the highest it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, right now, black folks are just like, I wish this was over. I wanted to be a great, uh, a good, uh, a good result, a good outcome. Um, get out and vote. Yeah, but the what concerns me is. Uh, there's so much positive, feel-good talk about Hillary right now in the polls. It kind of complacency. Yeah, that kind of scares me a bit because people might think that. Well, I got, no I got some information. I got some information on that. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that definitely. So you got some good stuff to maybe urge people to go out and vote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Hey, one one other thing too. Uh, Rand and I were talking about doing this show live. Uh, because now we, we're beyond the 90-day period, and, and eventually we're going to have some information for you on that as well. Right. All right who got their phone? Move the phone away. Uh, is that mine's, too tough? Mine's off. All right, let me right. turn mine off because I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing the rumbles. I'm going to say so, this one more time. Mine is off. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm turning mine off. Mine is off. It, it's right. Tommy and Rand this time. Okay? <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, uh, by the way, we're going to bring up Evie. Evie, you there? I'm here. Very good. What's up, Evie? How you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing fantastic, but I'm dealing with that fatigue also. I'll be glad when it's over. <laughs> glad when it's over. That's Most what everybody definitely. says. Yes. Hey, we're going to jump right into it. Amendment one. Um, mm-hmm. If you're in Georgia, and quite frankly, even if you're not in Georgia, it's something to be concerned about. Right. Right. Um, Rand, I'm going to let you kind of frame it and I'll help you frame it, but okay. I'm going to let you start. Uh, Evie's on with us today because, uh, you know, Evie heard we were, we were, we were doing e- Amendment 1 and immediately wanted to give some input. So uh, she's going to give us some input as well. Go ahead. Okay. And, and of course, Tut is going to give us some input oh, I, on that I too. I just come in when I can. Yeah. <laughs> Tut yeah. is the man. Tut is the resi- residential editorial comment. That's right. That's <laughs> right. He gives his editorial comment. Absolutely. Well, uh, Amendment 1, this is uh, an amendment that's here in Georgia where uh, voters were asked, to vote whether or not to allow the state to take over a what they deem as a failing school system. Mm. Okay, uh, so what would happen is that the the state would uh, determine a set of criteria. If a school doesn't meet that criteria, or school systems does not meet that criteria, they will come in and take it over. Wow. Okay. So this, to me, is a very frightening thing because it leads to so many other things. Mm-hmm. And we've actually have some things in place right now across the country okay. uh, that that um, 
could be attributed to this type of mentality, i.e. the privatization of prisons out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yep. one reason why Evie is on board is that Evie deals with a lot of school systems and educators across the country. And so she has a very unique perspective because she deals with school systems that have issues and some that do not in schools, mm-hmm. vice versa. So Evie, why don't you kick it off for us? Yep. Yeah, Rand, glad to. You know, this has been really tough for me. I voted yesterday, and I will tell you, I would have voted earlier in the week, but I was really torn on this specific amendment because I've had extensive conversations with individuals on both sides, and while I'm not an advocate of failing schools by any stretch of the imagination, I'm also not an advocate of more privatization without guaranteed results. So part of what I did to make my decision, and I'll tell you later on which way I voted. Are you going to keep us in um, suspense, huh? I'm going to keep you, I'm going to keep you in suspense. Like Trump. Because. <laughs> She's just See, a little Trumpster. Little Trumpster. No. 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 I thought we had alluded that. Well, evaded. No, pivoted. it's not like that at all. Only if you um, win. <laughs> yeah, the reason that I'm doing that is because I did a flip-flop on myself. Um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a hard stance on this because I hate to see failing schools. Because when schools are failing, you know who really fails? Mm -hmm. The kids. The kids. Right. The kids, right? So we're failing our kids. So I've been watching this for two years, even before the conversation about whether or not it makes it to the ballot. And just to give you an idea, we did a little mock legislative session about a year ago with some of my high school and college students, mm-hmm. and we let them debate it. And guess what side they chose? Mm, how did they choose? They said, no privatization. We don't want somebody coming in to our neighborhoods and our communities telling us how to run things and how to do things. Mm-hmm. And so I challenged them and I said, okay. But many of these schools have been failing for 10 plus years. Yeah. Is that okay? Mm. And they kind of all looked at me with stares in their, you know, just blank stares. So here's my thinking. You know, I always say, if you do what you've always done, what are you going to get, guys? What you always got. That's right. And what we've gotten for 10 plus years is failing schools. So mm-hmm. something's wrong. Something has to change. So there's no debate about that portion of it. But what's that change? What, what does the change look like? So we look at New Orleans after Katrina. Mm-hmm, right. What did they do? Went to Similar. charter systems. Yeah. Didn't they go to charter they, systems? They, that's right. State mandate came in and went to charter. Mm. Now, at the time, they, you know, I forget exactly how many schools were failing, but a recent report I read said that the high school graduation has not increased by more than 50.50, less than 1%, mm. okay? Less mm. than 1% mm. of high school graduation rates. Mm. So was that, what that says to me is, obviously that didn't really work really well, did it? No, no. You know? Okay, so then have you guys seen 13? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you should do a whole podcast on 13, guys. But yeah. what, what I took from 13 was, privatization of jails did that work no no no, no it, 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 well it, it worked, worked for it the, worked for the jails for it the worked population for the, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, but, th- but that's it, not. It worked for as a private industry who made a lot of quick money really quickly. It, it right, because the crime, crime. the crime rate is still mm-hmm. still hasn't changed. It, well, well exactly. the, crime, the crime rate has gone down. The problem is the jail population and what do you call it? Uh, the rehabilitation. Recidivation? Yeah. The recidivism rates. It has not, not gotten any down. better. People, it, right. it's, a, it's a, what do you call it, a revolving door. People are, you know, coming right. out and going right. out. Well, coming back. well but yeah. also, too, okay. because so, the so, increase. So come, back with, so come back with me, guys. Just come back with me for one minute on the education thing. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> ma'am. I'm telling you, that could, be, that could be a whole show. Yeah. So if you look at that, my fear is this. First of all, who are they going to put in charge of this? Because the governor gets to make that appointment. And I'm sorry, guys, but I don't have a lot of, um, what's the word? Faith. Trust, (laughs) faith, trust, hope that the right person will be put into the position. That's number one. We're we're together on that. Yeah. Number two, it's like, okay, so what does it look like? So nobody's really come up with a plan. They just said, give us control and we'll go do something. Sounds like a Donald Trump platform. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, repeal, replace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. But what's the plan? You know, if they had said, okay, we're going to appoint and it might be this person or that person. And the plan will look something like this. Mm -hmm. Then they might have had a chance with me. But I got to tell you right now. I voted no. Okay. Well, let, let me let me mention to to everybody who's listening. Uh, go to ballotpedia.org. B a l l o t p e d i a dot o r g. If because uh, there are a lot of folks who don't know what's on the ballot in their area. Right. You type in your address. Mm-hmm. Type in your email address. That's optional, and it'll pull up everything that relates to you. In and, terms of what's on the ballot. And, and, and also it says it in a way that you can understand it. Because, Absolutely. Because one of the issues, there's another issue that's, that's happening right now is ballot reform, mm-hmm. meaning that the verbiage on a ballot can be very misleading yeah. based upon the author of mm-hmm. the, the initiative. Yeah. Um, but I want to jump in on what Evie's saying. Sure. And and I agree. I think um, here's, here's my whole thing, because I, I grew up with an educator. I grew up in the house. My mom taught 30 plus years. Okay. She beat his ass too. Hey, okay. He didn't take the one time. Okay. Well, I, I ain't a, I ain't a glutton for punishment. Hey, you tell me one, boom, that's it. But here's the thing. When, um, when you go into a lot of these schools and that are failing, what's the common denominator? Poverty. Poverty. Mm-hmm. Poverty. Like economic. And economic economics, conditions. And, you know, and, and I think I may have mentioned this on another podcast when, the teachers are having to do things like bring extra clothes, always having to bring supplies, always having to bring food. Mm -hmm. And and knowing that these students are sitting in the classroom sleeping because of what's happening at home. Mama's boyfriend, boyfriends are having fights at home and, 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 and they don't sleep. They don't, and you know, it's just a total, uh, how do you call it? Dysfunctional household. You can't learn in that. Let me tell you, the school system uh, my son went through, came through, um, and he went through the entire system. First grade, now he's in college. All right. That's Nick, y'all. Yeah, Slick Nick. (laughs) Paran. Okay, look, has 13 schools on the list. 
for what, this. What percentage of the school systems that you think? A pretty significant. When over you 50%, okay, let me let me let me compare. Let me compare. Let me compare. One system, there there are two systems. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna mention the system on on this podcast, but there are two systems, and they're they're they border each other. Right. Okay. Uh, one is going south. One's like more northern. Okay. The school system that he came through has 13 schools failing. Wow. 13 schools. The system wow. next to it that borders it has zero. Now, how big is the population of the city that you that you reside in? Uh, the city that he went to school is the dominant county. It has the most population. About it's, what? About half uh, million? Half million plus. Wow. 13 okay. schools. 13 schools. In a small population. Yes. Like that. Yes. And then you look at the other the other county, which has zero. Here's the thing. Parental involvement. When you compare the two counties right. and you look at the PTA, the organizations, and basically the parents who show up, and there is a noticeable difference. Because I went through it, you know, through his first grade year all the way through 12th grade. Right. And when you're dealing with that, a lot of these teachers are at a disadvantage. And I know the teachers take a lot of flack. But I'm here to tell you the resources he had and the resources that those schools were given mm-hmm. were, were pretty, you know, pretty much consistent with what you saw the private schools were getting. The other thing is the private schools are stripping talent consistently from these rural areas, especially in the state of Georgia. And it's ra- it's it's racially motivated. And it has been it's for decades. And and it's another reason why. Um, when you look at a lot of the public schools mm-hmm. versus just the school systems within the area, right? Yeah, the money's going into the public schools, but in a lot of cases, uh, you've got a predominantly black situation, and also uh, the middle to upper class blacks are even pulling their students, their their kids, to go to the private schools. So I'm not I'm not saying that the private schools are always better, right? But when you're stripping out the best and brightest, mm-hmm. period, from a private school, even recruiting the best and bright, the brightest well, in those you know, small it's, towns. It's right. a self-fulfilling prophecy because if, if, the, if the best keep getting the best, yeah. they're always going to perform better. Right. And so, you know, um, I agree with you because I think the main thing, one of the main things you mentioned, Tommy, that I think a lot of people don't understand is the fact is that the educators, i.e. the teachers. Yeah have to perform slash a social worker role. Yes, they do. Whereas that in the suburban schools, the mm-hmm. more affluent schools, those educators do what they are trained to do, yeah. educate. Yes, that's and, all uh, they focus on. And I remember Evie and I worked on a program a couple years ago called the Superstar Reader Kit where we distributed yeah. some um, materials to some inner city schools. Mm-hmm. And there was a school uh, not too far from the Atlanta Falcon Stadium. Mm-hmm. It was a kindergarten class. And I remember the principal told us, she said, 40% of my class is homeless. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. That's right. That's right. And homeless and they cut and they come in hungry. Yeah. yeah. Haven't slept because they want somebody's floor or riding around in a car, but yet we expect these kids to learn at the same rate right. as a kid who's like, you know, living in real cushy conditions. Hmm. Well, see, but know, I'm here to tell you, look, they are even the 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 uh the private schools mm-hmm. are recruiting from the cherry pick who they want. Yes, offering scholarships. They're pulling out. So when you look at scores, you look at It's apple and oranges. It's apple and oranges. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you how many you guys are from the Atlanta public right. school. We're from Atlanta public school systems. But when you go into these small towns, there's always a quote, whatever the county or whatever this academy 
Right. And then there's the public school well, system. Well, you know, well, you know, Tommy. It's, Tommy, I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I went to like four or five high schools. Yeah. Okay. okay. I went to the worst, one of the worst ones where they had over. 2,500 students and less than 35 parents show up wow. at the PTA. Yeah. Then I go to the, um, uh, the, the more elite public mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. You know, we got 1,700 students and, and 50% of the parents were members of the PTA. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I remember how we would send teachers who mm-hmm. were not performing at one school and we would send them to, to the another board. school. We would send them to That's the right. schools. Okay. So, we, so, so go Pete, ahead. Yeah. So, so Pete, this guys, there's just two things I want to bring up. Number one is we really are bound by zip codes and where we live. And mm-hmm. people don't take into consideration that the lack of transportation plays a big part. Yes, it does. In the educational system, because like, for example, I'm told that in one of the um, accompanying counties to Atlanta, Cobb County, I'm told that in Cobb County, if you apply by a certain date, your kid can go to whatever school mm-hmm. um, you want that child to go to. Right. But here's the caveat. How are they going to get there? Yeah. How will they get there? Hey, let me ask you, Evie. Sit- did your kids ride the bus to school? My or, kids? Yeah. Would you? Did you? Did your kids ride the bus? Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you two things. Number one, I'm wondering. Uh, all all <laughs> the way from elementary to high school, they did not. They were in private school. I dropped them off and picked them up. Mm-hmm. And when they were in high school, ninth grade, uh, my twins rode the bus sometime. Now, not what about what about you, Rand? What about you? My kids? Yeah. Uh, my kids, uh, rode the bus up until eighth and ninth grade. And after that, um, Mm -hmm. uh, one went to a magnet school. So Mm -hmm. we had to provide our own transportation for that because the school system axed that out the budget. Mm -hmm. Then the other daughter went to a private school. Then her last couple of years, she started driving herself to school. Okay. My kid, well, Tut, what about you? My kid walked to school. <laughs> <laughs> around the corner. Hey, right around the corner. Uh, yeah. He walked to school. Simple walked to school. That. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. My kids, I, I, I dropped them off. I took them to school because I wanted to know, in a lot of cases, that was my only, you know, it, that may have been my only interaction up until right. a parent, teacher, or PTA. Right. So I wanted to always know the right. environment. Well, climate. you know, another part of this. But I, I, re- I bring that up only. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to interrupt you no, for go, a minute, go, go. but I want to move on because I know uh, you know she had some other points. Evie had a couple of other. points. Oh yeah, Evie, what's your other point? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so the number one is the economic situation and the transportation, and then thirdly, guys, let me tell you, part of what's going on right now is the whole concept of the cycle of poverty is repeating itself, and if we don't break mm-hmm. it, we're not going to get different results. So let yeah. me tell you what's happening: a lot of the kids in school are children of very young parents. Correct. Um, 13, 14 year olds have children. So Mm -hmm. by the time your child's in first, second grade, you're 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. Think about when you guys were 19 or 20. I mean, seriously, would you, do you see yourself going to PTA meetings? Do you think you would have been actively involved in your no, child no, development nope, at 19 nope, or 20? I'm, exactly. trying to, I'm trying to get into the club. Yeah, or, <laughs> exactly. you know, we're in, we're in college. Exactly. We're in so yeah. as a consequence, you don't have the parental involvement that you might have in the suburb with a more mature parent dynamic. And then on that note, I'm going to tell you one of the saddest things to me is, you know, for some of the folks that are caught up in that cycle is there is still that mentality that the more kids I have, the more food stamps I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. And so then they are you dealing, were you dealing with that in your program, in the program? that I'm you, sorry, Yes. Were you dealing I see with that? that in my program often. Wow. Okay. 
often. And so unfortunately, I have a couple of mothers who have the best intentions, but they have seven kids and they're like, you know, 35. And they're just trying to work to keep food on the table. They're constantly being evicted because they can't pay the bills. Mm. Many times there's not a, a father figure involved or a boyfriend or whatever he comes and goes. I have some kids who move six or seven times in one school year. Wow. In one That's school crazy. year, guys. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, let me let me you ask know, you though. What Evie. I'm saying is yeah. economics. All I'm saying is economics plays a big role. I feel like if you really want to change the school, focus on the economic condition seven, of the seven, people seven, seven. in those zip codes in the neighborhood surrounding the failing schools. Okay. You have to start there. That's my contention. Well, you know, either what, what this amendment reminds me of. This is another way uh, to kind of uh, whitewash or reimagine that no child left behind right and um you know so because under no child left behind many people don't realize but a lot of organizations made money off this particularly some of the tutorial services that were actually being funded because kids cannot meet certain standardized test scores Mm -hmm. um what i'm seeing is that this is another way of again not really addressing the issue because the issue is not what's happening in the school it's the issues that the kids encounter on their way to an education. Yeah, right. You That's know, right. and that you know, and then as a part of this, and I know you you've been involved in some of the schools in D.C. That there's a big charter school debates happening right now, mm-hmm. because what they're saying is, you know, at one point do we give choice? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's about educating kids who are in a system that's broken. Mm-hmm. But my problem with this amendment is that it's an either or type of scenario with, with no accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be a middle point somewhere. All right. So so here's the deal. OK, I want to go around the table. Um, we're, we, we, we've talked about the problems. We know the problems. OK, now, if you had an opportunity to, to fix it and I'll start with you, Evie, what would you do? I mean, just. Go right to the and yeah, cut okay, to the well, chase. First thing I would first thing I would do is I would make major changes with the school board. You've got dead weight people who are sitting on there who've been on their way too long. And here's the thing: you've had ten years to make changes to fix the dynamics of a failing school. And if you haven't done that, then we need to hold the powers that be accountable. Get rid of them and okay, get some new okay. blood. In there. All right. So change the board. That's number one. What else? What change else the board. Do? And then number two, what I would do is look at models that have worked across the country, project-based learning, Montessori-based learning. There's all kinds of, um, you know, the Freedom School. There are all kinds of models across the United States that are working in other markets. Why reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. if you can duplicate something? And then thirdly, you have to merge together the community development with the educational system so it's not two isolated concepts. you got to bring that all together and think about the wholeness of the child from birth to, you know, to, to through college or trade school or whatever. Okay, so that's, that's your three. That's your three. Okay. Theory. Anybody else want to tackle? What would you do? Who's next? Rand? I, I think another thing that needs to, uh, as a part of that, because I, I do agree with everything that Evie's saying, but I think there's a whole health component, a mental health component, mm-hmm. because a lot of these kids, are, are we don't realize it, are facing the same issues that a lot of the soldiers face overseas. Uh, they're living in very stressful situations. So maybe an early diagnosis. Early, of, early diagnosis. Mental, mental uh, health More case management uh, yeah. type of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do believe that needs to be s- you know, there was a documentary several years ago called Waiting for Superman. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, saw and that. one of Good. the things that I walked away from that, which I embodied and uh, in, instilled in myself, was that I'm Superman. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, we have to get these parents involved, and that might that might lead to the point of teaching parents how to be parents. Because as Evie indicated, uh, that this is generational. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mom is 35, grandma is 40, great grandma is 50. Mm-hmm. or 60, whatever that is. Yeah. And so what happens is you have a, you have three generations where parenting skills have, have not, have not been developed to learn. Yeah. And so, um, and also start holding the public officials accountable. Yeah. Start demand. You're in addition, right. in addition to the school board, the communities and the public officials need to start raising cane. But how, how can, are you, are, are, how are they being held accountable? Right now, they're not being held. No, I mean, what do you mean? What specifically are you, are you saying that they need to be uh, watchdogs for the money and how the money's spent? They need to be watchdogs. And also, too, I think what happens is as they are running for election or whatever their agendas are, mm-hmm. education needs to be first and foremost on their agenda elections yeah. and, and with and the community holding them accountable to the promises that were made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, if I can jump in really quick there, Randy, you know, um, I know that some communities have started meetup groups, um, specifically expressed reasons so that they can start holding elected officials accountable. And I think we're, we should have more of that happening and that way. You're putting pressure on them and say, you know, you want us to reelect you. Well, this is what you need to do and then hold them accountable. If they didn't do it, get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of them. Don't put them back in office. In fact, I saw a sign during uh, an election a year ago. It didn't tell you who to vote for, but it told you who not to. Yeah, it said, do that. not vote for this person. That's all the sign said. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it that. Said, vote for any, it said vote for anybody else but this person. And you know what's interesting, Evie? The fact is that we as a people, particularly African-Americans, we use social media probably three times more than other p- people. We could actually utilize social media in a very positive way to get some of these results going if we, once we get these agendas set, settled. Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let me throw something in, okay? You know, I, I think one, and I got a couple, and but I do think all these things that you, you guys have mentioned um, are good solutions. Part of, part of what I would look at is if I were doing a 10-point plan, it would include this. There you go, Panther. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Black Panther over here. Here's my thing. We have to, and, and this has been my uh, pet peeve with the education system for years, uh, we, ha- we, we need to model the approach to the target, okay? Um, the system needs to understand how these kids learn and how these kids listen and, how, and what they respond to. Here's my problem. If you are doing a blanket approach when you've got cultural differences, societal differences in each in, in, in these communities and, and even and when you look at the black community and you look at some of the black school systems that, that are predominant well school systems that are predominantly black that might be failing, why don't you adjust the not not adjusting the information, okay? The core information is the core information. But it's just like it's the customization of customize to the learning, the 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 recipient, right? Yeah, how they learn, how they learn, and it's just like when we grew up with Schoolhouse Rock. Y'all remember? I I ain't gonna lie to you. If if I didn't sing that preamble, I wouldn't have known that preamble. (laughs) 
<laughs> you yeah. know, if if uh, I didn't know my conjunctions, my conjunctions. Well, I'm if, just a B. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Look at how impactful Schoolhouse Rock was. Right. Just Saturday mornings. I mean, first of all. Saturday morning cartoons back then, you had a captive audience. Yes, you didn't have 24-hour cartoon networks and all that. So they knew that we were going to be there. Right. And when they ran that, it was you a know, home gonna run. You know they're going to reboot that. But they you, need but, to. but the difference is now rebooting it is different because the level of engagement right. isn't the level of engagement. when Because, see, when we grew up, you had four networks. And, you That's know, so, yeah. so you pretty much could only go, I mean, Saturday morning cartoons. It was channel 46, you 17, knew. yeah. Yeah, you were sitting down and it was, you had a bigger audience per network. Mm -hmm. But my point is, in the African-American community, we have, now consider the number of artists who put out, who will, who will actually release music on an annual basis, mm -hmm. okay? It's well, nauseating. It's yeah. nauseating. Every week, every day, every hour. Right. Take a look at the artists who are really doing great work, but just aren't hitting the target in terms of maybe commercial success. License those folks to do stuff for the inner cities. Right. Just like Schoolhouse Rock, mm -hmm. you know, or even, I mean, I remember growing up on Sesame Street and even seeing some of the big artists appear on Sesame Street. An electric Company. Electric Company. Yeah. Look, at, look yeah. at the impact of Electric Company. Right. If we don't do that, quite frankly, I think we're going to continue to see the same results. And But but here's what I hear from educators whenever I mention that. They're, oh, you know, we don't have, we shouldn't have to. Yes, you should, because they're failing. Right. Why not try? Well, I think one of the problems we have with, uh, Evie said it first, and even though she meant the school board, but it's really the, the education system. We have a lot of tired people who are not progressive thinkers. Well, I, I will say that, I know some teachers who are current, and, and quite frankly, when you look at, especially in some of the inner cities, you've got younger teachers now who, who grew up, part, they're part of the hip hop right. community. Mm -hmm. So if you came to them and you said to them, hey, we're going to try this experimental learning. They will do it, but, but I, I, think the question, do it. I think the question is that a lot of those young people, because I've seen Teach for America, I've seen some phenomenal kids. I saw a teacher who actually, to Tommy's point in terms of customization, she understood her a class, but not by class. I'm but, talking about all right. But let, let, let me by right. district, by region, right. by state. Right. But the, the point, you know, made me lose my point, man. Okay. Because you, because I'm mad. I know you're mad, brother. Off. But because because there are things that they could try, but they're gonna try this before they try the obvious. Right. 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 That's my point. It that's is. that's the problem I have with this because instead of trying to do things to customize. To the, to the target. Well, see, okay, see, see, the thing is, where you going, Tommy, because you're a business person? Listen to me. You uh, have to understand. About business, no, man. no. You have to understand. In business, you're always redefining yourself based upon your targets, your audience. Okay? But you know what? But in education. School, education. Educators. Educator, I'm not arguing with you against that. Okay. I'm just telling you, educators have a different mindset. Okay, what's that mindset? That mindset is they 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 believe in a formula that is tried and tested in their opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've done this for a hundred years, mm -hmm. and this is what we're going to do. Okay, it's not working. I know it's not You're working. You're not improving scores. Okay, right. here's right. my point. Take, okay, take their culture. Right. Create things that engage that culture. 
create them with the standards that you need to meet so okay. that when they so, hear it. So how are they going to create that culture? One way you create that culture is you got to get rid of those people. The power, the power brokers, the people who control power. Yeah, yeah. You either try to change their minds or you get rid of them. Well, here's the thing. If you, it, it, that's right. I mean, right. You, that's what you have right. to do. But, but here's the thing. You got a choice. It's either you stay or, I mean, or you go. Right. And if you don't, if you don't accept this change, which, quite frankly, could pretend, could potentially change. Uh, well, I mean, or, you got allow you to keep you got your another, job. You got another issue behind here. I mean, okay. we said this. Because I said, know a lot of it's we, unions. It's, we, it's exactly, unions. exactly. We, we, I know a lot of it has we got to do unions. with unions. Also, too, education does not pay. It, no, hold on, hold on. Back. You're not, okay, you're not on. getting the best and brightest to go into education okay. right now. All right, I want to, I want to, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'll address that. I'll you're, address you're, that. You're not, you're not these, because yeah. now what's happening well, is young women now who are very sharp and bright. A lot of them are going to law school. They're going mm. to business school. Okay, well, now you are getting some bright educators in there, yes, you but are. you're not getting when when the women's movement happened in the early '70s. The mm. women who were who who were the best and brightest mm-hmm. went into teaching. But okay. once that women's movement came because above, in a lot of cases, that's, what, that's the only place they could go. Right. But okay. now what happens? Women okay. have more options. Okay. Here's my point. Okay. I want to go back. And men too. I want to go back to it. My point is they have to understand the, the students they're attempting to reach and customize Agreed. the message and customize the messaging and the format so that it will connect. As long as they... As long as these students look at it as Greek and they look at it as I'm coming to school to sleep because school is boring as hell. Okay, my, my then, question to you, okay. what kind of cost would that be? You know what? Dollar amount. It can't because be. Because that's what they're going to look at It too. can't be any more costly than this bullshit that's about to happen right now. <laughs> I'm here to tell you because what's going to happen, because what's going to happen is Deal's going to give it to his cronies, to his people. They're going to funnel this stuff yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the price, the cost is going to, quite frankly, go up, remain the same. But all you're going to do is is you're just switching a different barrel of apples. <laughs> right. you just, you're just switching a different barrel of and, apples. And so what's you're gonna, not getting anything. So there. what's going to happen, Tud, is... You're gonna see these schools are gonna transform. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 they're gonna since they're not gonna hit that numbers, they're gonna say, okay, the expectations for these students should be lowered. They should be changed. Okay. And so you're gonna see a rapid rise in schools or a curriculum that is not gonna really prepare these kids to move forward. Let me give you an example. Okay. And this is the way it goes wrong. Okay. Um, I worked with a program uh, that uh, that saw the potential of using music to educate a community on basic right and wrongs. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. They said, we're going to use music. They got music industry involved. All right. Now these are middle school kids. All right. So first of all, the problem, they did not approach the people who create the product. What they did was they got the grant money mm-hmm. and mysteriously this project got completed. So when it was time, nobody heard the project. When it was time to roll out the music, we sitting in there listening to Muddy Waters <laughs> being played mm-hmm. in front of middle school kids. Wow. You know what the middle school kids, they all of them got a CD. And when the event was over, guess where the CDs were? Trash can. And oh, they, they left them. They the left them on the bench. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Mm. I see it when they get involved and, and it could have easily been solved. Right. If, if, if that money, that grant money 
would have been given to some artist who understood the target, created the project so that when the kids, at least when they're sitting in the gym listening, it's rolled out, they're nodding, they're saying, oh, this is hot. You know? But they didn't get it. Okay. So, so Evie, I know we've been kind of dominating the conversation a little bit. I know you got some more thoughts. Because but Evie, Evie walked okay. out the, the eight points. I know, I know. But, but, but Evie is like re- literally on the front line because of, of, she works with organizations that, that are kind of like right between the schools and the schools. Well, I'm so, asking Evie. Evie, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Yeah, he's wrong. Tell me wrong, no. Evie, just for the hell of it. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> In fact, and I've been sitting on the sideline. I agree with everything you guys are saying. The only thing I want to what? add is, Rand, you mentioned that <laughs> about, you know, teachers, smart people not being attracted Crazy. to going to education. I, I'm going to just disagree with you a I little bit. I disagree with him on that. I do. And I, 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 I strongly going, disagree. Yeah, they're going into education, but the problem is they don't stay. Right. That's okay? the problem. They're getting in there. They get in. They just year don't two, stay. next thing you know, they're going to go sell insurance. They're going to go back to school, get their MBA. They're leaving. So what that tells me is that you still have this faction of individuals who really want to make a difference, who really want to do good. But once they get in and the system is, you know, I, I think, Tommy, you said BS, and it is. They get in this system. They're underpaid. They don't have the tools that they need to carry out their job. They get frustrated and they quit. Well, they, they might, might as well say they don't They don't go. And here's the other thing, and, and here's because, Evie, I'm going to throw one more point, okay? The other thing, and, and this is highly controversial. It's highly controversial. Okay, hold on hold on to your seat, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why it's controversial, but every time I say it, people say, man, you can't do that. Incentivize the kids. If you create, okay, an incentive, mm-hmm. if you hit this goal either on a grade level standpoint right. or either from an educational goal. a testing standpoint, mm-hmm. right. either in the classroom, that makes within sense for the, the school, kid. that makes sense for the kid. Mm-hmm. You get vouchers that you can use either for sporting gear. If they want to buy shoes, they get uh, some gift cards. Incentivize in the failing schools, incentivize improvement. Well, I was trying to go there. But by you, kid. But you told Not me to shut kid. up. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, trying, I was talking about sneakerheads. How okay, this one, ahead, how this one teacher yeah, yeah. figured out how to incentivize kids and what she used was the kid's passion for sneakers yeah. as a learning not only not only as an incentive yeah. but also as a learning tool mm-hmm. for example the kids were given tennis shoes and mm-hmm. were asked to design tennis shoes based on a historical event yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had to write they had to shoot a video mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so then whoever won got some incentive hopefully from one of the major manufacturers or one of the local retailers where enhance their, their sneaker collection yeah 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 and if you look at uh if you you can look at studies that that have been done uh, by brother, harvard yeah brother at harvard did it and and you'll see that even though it's not a major increase there is some increase and they don't go backwards incentivizing the kids to that learn no way go positive. your sneaker yeah, you, take you it know to what? a different and here's point the thing. we oh. incentivize them for everything else in life yes we do okay you know we what? But, them at yep, home. Yep. We incentivize them at work. Yeah. So why not? And you know, and, and maybe it's radical. Maybe it isn't so radical. But listen, we got to get radical. We need to get radical. Let me let me tell you what. Let me tell you what's radical, Evie. Let me. T- you know what's radical? That drug dealer standing across the street 
showing them another incentive. How to make that cash. Yes. Right. That's, well, you know what? Paper boy. Okay, now, you know, let me bring this to your that's, a, that's a radical you, that's going on right it now. It is radical, but you know what has happened, guys? I know this is going to sound crazy. Yeah. But drug dealers' perspectives have changed. Okay, okay, just give me a minute. Hear me wow. out. Back in the day, Okay, back in the day. <laughs> Which is and, I, and I know some. Go ahead. I knew drug dealers. Because my dad had a car lot over in South Dallas. Okay, oh, so I sunny South. Sunny South. Go ahead. So some of the guys would say, um, Rand, get off this corner, boy, and go home and get in a book. Mm-hmm. Or they'd say, Tommy. Yeah. Man, you still hooping? You need some new shoes? Because they saw that there were some kids that they knew should get out and should never go into their line of business. And they ruled the neighborhood, so they ruled you, and they wouldn't let you do certain things. Cornbread. That whole honor amongst thieves, honor among drug dealers is gone. Mm. That's gone. So so, So you're saying the the, the honor amongst thieves left You left me out, so I guess I'm still in the hood selling selling the crack. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're saying there's no cold. I'm feeling that right now. I'm on the corner of Eve selling crack. No, you walking up the street. You walking up the street with, no, with, with the lawnmower no, with the gas no. can on it. No, brother. Brother, you cornbread. You cornbread. The kill cornbread. No, no. Tut is cornbread. Yeah, corn. He running down the street with the orange soda. He I wasn't doing nothing. Cornbread early me, okay. Ran is me. Guys, I'm telling yeah, you, I'm that's ahead, the man. way it was back in the 70s. It was. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. There was no, right now, there is there no cold. There was pride there may about, not, may not pride be about your neighborhood. Pride yeah. about, hey, man, yeah, that kid right there who's yeah. excelling is a kid from my block. You don't have that anymore. There's no pride about anything anymore, which brings us back to that community and economics, and it's just a problem. Yeah, it that is. We need to fix it. No, but you make you make a very good point. I mean, if... if um, if nobody and I don't I don't mean that to be like facetious or, or joke mm-hmm. about the situation, right. but it's true. If if you know, you hear it from kids, you hear it from from youth all the time. If if they don't feel the value in education, then they'll if they see the value in dealing or mm-hmm. doing something yeah, that's, that's not right or hustling, mm-hmm. then you know what? That's the route they take, especially right. if they're in a situation where they're not getting the support or the resources anywhere else. They got to do what they got to do. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to yeah. think about these are kids, and, and they're thinking they're thinking very short term because a lot of them are in dire need. They're in dire straits. So like Tommy's point is that, you know, hey, if, if we're about to get evicted, I'm thinking about how can I earn money I do I so do. I yep. can stay in it, stay in this place another right. night. Right, right. And so they're not thinking about the long term implications. But but a lot of it is even though what you guys have said is is the, is the breakdown of the community because back then even the drug dealers even though they they were on the fringes of the community at the time but they were strong advocates for the community. Mm-hmm. And so what's right now is that the drug dealers and everyone else the community has been decimated. And so now everyone has this. Do it. Go on your own attitude. Let me let me tell you, man. I've known guys who want to go straight, but they'll tell they'll tell me that I can't afford to, mm-hmm. and they'll say that I want to, and I've taken the steps to attempt to. The system keeps won't, holding me back. 
it won't allow me to. This is all I can do. Right, because many of them, unfortunately, have been in the penal system, mm -hmm. which prohibits them from really finding opportunities right. on the straight and narrow. And also the opportunities they can find are not as lucrative as what they're doing. Exactly. Okay. All right, so Amendment 1, uh, go around the table. Well, we don't have to talk about it. I voted, man. Okay, well, whether we for or against, I think we can. you can hear it. And folks, you can hear it in I the voted no. You can hear it in the conversation. <laughs> You know, you, my yeah. family, we voted as a family yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, so did we. And, and you know, and ditto on the no. Ditto on the no. I'm ditto. You know, we, we, we until, got I don't, I don't, I'm going to keep it a surprise until November 8th. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trump. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, I, I, I don't think it has a chance. I don't think it has a chance because even uh, when you talk about uh, Republican philosophy of, of keeping this, keeping government out of, Issues, local right. issues, state government, you know, the Republican philosophy, it goes against Republican philosophy. Right, so right. so even the Republican, uh, you know, when you got the Democrats, Republicans, liberal, conservative, the conservative values tell you, hey, we should not be involved in local issues. And, and especially if we're, it's a cram down from the state. Exactly. So I don't think it has a shot. Right. right. I think it. And, and you know what? But my point, I, I, I think if, if Deal really wants to help a lot of the things we mentioned, they just need to go into place. He needs to really consider that because his wife is an educator. Right. His wife has been an educator. She's a retired educator. Yeah, she, she has been an educator. And I've had conversations with her. And, you know, and, and she's pretty straight and she gets it. One other thing I just want to mention to mm -hmm. those that may be listening and haven't made a decision. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the fact that our governor hired his daughter-in-law's company oh, yeah. to basically you know, raise the money and basically work on getting the po getting that proposition passed? I won't go into it because we're going to wrap this up. But you know what, uh, Evie, that's the problem that I have and foresee with this situation. Right. Right. You're, you you, right. you, you, you actually hit the nail, nail on, on the, the head. head. Yeah. And I'll and, and I think a lot of people see that. And it's it, quite frankly, it's glaring and it's unspoken. It's the elephant in the room. So a lot of folks, that's why they're not voting. And Evie, we want to thank you for being the hammer. <laughs> that, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, hey we're going we're to move on. Better be the hammer than the nail. Absolutely. <laughs> Big time. Uh, Ballotpedia, uh, B-A-L-L-O-T, as in ballot. It's all one word, Pedia, like Wikipedia, uh, ballotpedia.org. Uh, go on, and, and all you got to do is you type in your address. You type in, uh, you, if you want your email address, they'll send you some information, but it'll give you everything that you'll be it's voting on, on with details. Mm -hmm. You can click on for more information. You can get, you can do your research there and, and you can find out more if, 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 if this conversation has not helped. Hey, the next thing we're going to talk about, Evie, this is very relevant uh, to you as well. I want you to hang around. Time Warner and the $85 million. Billion. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm. Billion merger. Well, you, you know, AT&T. Um, AT&T Time Warner. They're doing this because they don't have programming. Okay. And that's the biggest reason why they, they want Time Warner. Now, they bought, they got DirecTV. Yeah, but they still don't have they're the still programming. Directory, they directory want, they is want. just a distribution. Channel. It's just distribution. Yeah, they want yeah. programming, though. That's they the need, They need content. That's the, the, right. Just like uh, what Comcast and, Ver, what is it, Verizon? Mm-hmm. Verizon. So, so, you know, uh, and then I think there's another one out there, too. But, again, this is this is huge. This is massive. I mean, this this is a game changer. It's vertical integration. Yes, it is. And and what you're looking at primarily, of course, uh, is content and a, a massive content provider. Right. And a massive distribution network coming together. And I'm wondering, I guess my question would be how it's going to impact Netflix. 
and Hulu because here's the thing about Netflix. If you noticed, Netflix has been getting more into original programming right. because a lot of the traditional programming they've had, movies, they're losing rights. They're not it's too costly for them to get rights. Because if you notice, like a lot of the movies, you may go on and search. And And they they disappear. They disappear. They Mm -hmm. can't keep. And and when this deal goes through, I'm here to tell you, Warner Brothers is going to put their stuff on lockdown. They're not going to. And and if you do get it outside of what they call their distribution, you're going to pay through the, you're going to pay through the the nose. Wow. So uh, Evie, any thoughts? yeah, I have a couple thoughts. My first thought is, um, it's it was like eighty five billion, right, guys? Eighty five yes. billion. Okay, eighty five billion. My first and thought it won't was, be approved until probably the end of next year, twenty seventeen. Right. Yeah, this right, said right, it's right, gonna right. take about two it, years. Here's yeah. my first thought: is wow, we can make a lot of improvements in our in our education system with eighty five billion dollars, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. That's my first thought. Okay, so back to the real world of this merger. Um, you know, it's it, it's sad to me. You know, I spent many, many years working in media, public media, and it's just really kind of sad to me because the whole concept of monopolies, you know, as they once were, you know, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember back in the day when AT&T was it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Really oh, yeah. No bell companies. Monopoly, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the bells, and then and then remember they broke up the bells. The yes. mini bells, yeah. The bell, right? So my concern is that we're kind of going back. We're going backwards. Mm. You know, this will be, I mean, talk about a powerhouse. You know, I think it's going to be, it will be the the largest entertainment company if this goes through. And you're absolutely right. The options of, you know, the Netflix and the Apple TV and, you know, and, and Google and all that kind of stuff. It's like, there's no way they're going to be able to compete with a big powerhouse like that. Yeah, if you go through the list of movies that are Warner based or have a Warner subsidiary subsidiary. Yeah, you're talking about HBO. You're talking about CNN. CNN. You're talking about a lot. TNT. Yeah. Quite a a bit. And let me ask you guys this. Okay, maybe it's just me. But do you know, let me tell you what, my cable bill is my most expensive monthly bill in my house. Wow. It's higher than my gas, my water, and my electric. My cable bill. Wow. So, I can't okay. say that. And, you know, and, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm AT&T. Okay? Got it. <laughs> okay, I had to call them, wow. ask for an English-speaking supervisor, <laughs> and and basically <laughs> negotiate for 35 minutes to get my bill lowered because I looked up one day. You didn't have to say that, either. <laughs> but you know what? She's telling the truth. I you mean, want to speak a, to lot of it, a lot of it is outsourced. <laughs> is it Tommy? <laughs> is it Tommy for at and Can I help you? All right, we have an international audience. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong, guys. You no, know, look, right. I'm look. I am all about you know, put the work. But I'm just telling you, fist bump. You got to get to an English speaking person. You just do. Yeah, but here, here's here's yeah. here's the thing about this. My my biggest concern is: are we going to are, are are we going? Is this going to get passed on in a positive way for the consumer? You know, the the battle for unlimited internet. When you look at unlimited wireless, unlimited internet in Europe, uh, it's uh, far less mm-hmm. when you look at the amount of money that Europeans pay. <sighs> My God, in, in in within the country, not between right. when we travel, right? Versus what the U.S. pays, mm-hmm. it's a money grab. 
Yeah, it is it, a money it, grab. It's, it's like it's a burn money. a phone versus a contract. If you remember, again, when AOL first came out, you know how AOL was slam hitting people in the oh, head yeah. with the AOL bills right. if you stayed online? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and now it kind of feels like, okay, when are we going to get the relief on, you know, on what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Because quite frankly, you know, if we don't see relief through this merger, quite frankly, I mean, that's one of the things I think the consumer organizations need to question. If 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 we allow this, we need to see the consumer needs to right, see some relief. savings, some type of savings. Oh, not some. We need to see substantial mm-hmm. savings. Yeah, pe- pe- it's got to be substantial because it's out of control. It is out of control. So then you're gonna call me, okay? So then, oh, guys, I gotta tell you this. Before I got the supervisor, <laughs> they said, "Oh, well, we can lower your bill. We just need to switch you to Dish." Oh. <laughs> I'm like, That's what? Crazy. Okay, so let me get this straight. They don't now you it. want to come put a big dish on my back, well, side of the roof, rolling out the house, looking like a grocery. So I can save $75 a month on my bill. Are you wow. kidding me? You own them both. Are you kidding me? I was insulted that they told me that. And and even so their service view. is not yeah, the best. Because when it rains, you won't be able to see no TV at all. <laughs> but I'm even talking about the internet service. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not if you're not in an area where you've got giga, the gigabit service, right? right. Um, yeah. Typically, the the wire, the broadband is 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 inferior. Right, that's correct. To I mean, cable, yeah. to cable. So, yeah. but but that's that that's you know I, I wanted to mention that I, I know I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because my it really does come down to I think it's good for uh, for AT and T and Warner Brothers. I mean Warner, Tom Warner. It's huge because that content and distribution network is going to be massive. I don't know if it's going to be good for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to clarify that. And that's what the, the DOJ is going to have to make sure that that's clear. Because they got to get through the Department of Justice right now. Right. Well, okay. Also, too, it's well, going to well, be interesting. Right. But, but people need to also understand, I think it's interesting, that I don't think either one of the candidates has commented on it yet. Yeah, not yet, but it's coming. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be real interesting to see what that looks like. Well, the Republicans the aren't going to want I me. Mean, if you're a Republican, you don't want... Uh, to be well, prohibited by government to do these types of things. Right. So, well, of, of yeah. course you don't. Of course you don't. But at the same time, you know, I, I think it was you that said it, Tommy. It's what does this mean for the consumer? And I think too often the consumer um, isn't really thought about at the top of the decision-making chain. You know, we're about money. Mm-hmm. We're all about money for them. We represent dollars and cents and dollar signs. But at the end of the day, I got to tell you, I'm truly considering getting rid of it all because it's ridiculous. And let's not mention that I've got, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of channels with crap on them. Well, let me, look, hey, hey, you and I, you and I offline, we're going to talk about that because I, 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 uh, I, Tommy can set you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's tough. I ain't talking about the hookup, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Say what, Evie? You got the hookup with that? No, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. Even the FBI be knocking on your door. Apple TV guys, I don't have a hookup. And look, I got the bill to show that I don't have the hookup. Yeah. But I will tell you this, um, and, and we'll take this offline, but maybe for future, you know, what about the options like Roku and some of those? Well, let, let me let me know? do this. Uh, if if you, because I know people, let's collectively, uh, gp3rtt at gmail.com. 
and, and and let us know, quite frankly, how you get through it, how you navigate. Right. I mean, if you got some ideas, I mean, we'll pose it to our podcast audience out there. You know, if you got good ideas, because quite frankly, what the millennials have not even. I mean, when it comes down to cable, mm-hmm. they don't even start in that direction. Right. I right. mean, it's it's Hulu, Roku, it's yeah. it's it's Roku, mm-hmm. Apple, Apple TV, TV and right. and then it's about you know Amazon. Just, and really, what they do, they just piece together the content they, to suit their needs. Right, right. right. And, and they and customize their content. They customize the content. So that might be what I what I do, and, and we'll do it offline. Is you know, you should take a look at what you watch, what you don't watch, and then exactly. trim it yeah. from there. All right, moving right along, y'all. Post November eighth, reason I'm I'm bringing this up this week. Um, what, we we 15 saw fifteen days, sixteen days, sixteen days, days away. Right, okay, right. this week we saw. The third and most brutal to watch debate. Yeah, maybe. Plus the Al Smith dinner. Oh my yeah, god! Oh yeah, that Al makes- Smith dinner. <laughs> yeah. uh, Trump continues to, which I think is an atrocity um, to the, the democracy in the election. Yeah. Yes, it is. And to any anybody who does that, quite frankly, um, close to treason, if you ask me. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. you are you are. It, it's almost like uh, like a sports analogy. Um, you're thumbing thumb the system. Even if you are in sports, it's a bad way to lose. To lose, you know. So my point is, you got all these things happening that are incredibly divisive. And okay? now you want to sue all the women, right? All, all this stuff is rolling <laughs> yeah, out. Crazy, quite frankly, man. we could do one show yeah. on everything that happened oh, this God. week, and we're not going to do that. But yeah. here's my point: uh, What do we do? And, and we need to be thinking about this, even if we bring it up. Um, Every week, because uh, because the concern is not necessarily because it was funny because one guy was talking about well there's gonna be civil war and I said okay why don't you run out in the middle of the street with your guns <laughs> on November 9th right. and see what happens well you know you the, see how civil well, war you know you, how, how much Trump of a civil surrogate war, that war that, that brother up in in uh, Milwaukee said oh, yeah. you know pitchforks and um and torches mm-hmm. yeah and and you got that kind of language happening so so here's my point I want to go around. Okay. And, and if you would, I'll start with you, Evie. What do you think we should do as a nation to heal post-November 8th, regardless of who wins? What do you think we should do? What, Evie. Yeah, okay. Or I'll start. I'll start it. If you, if you no, want. no, no, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm good. Okay. But b- before I say that, I just have to say two words, and then I'll tell you what we have to do to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in my doctor's office last week and we were talking about, and I think Rand said earlier that this has been an extremely stressful election, um, primarily on Mm African-Americans. And I fall like right into that because I found like after that last debate or whatever, I couldn't sleep for days. I mean, like literally I could not sleep for days. Mm -hmm. So I am one of those people that has been physically impacted. Yeah. So, and, and the reason I've been physically impacted is because the, you know, when I think about DT, I think of narcissism and I think of psychopathic behavior mm-hmm. and the fact that a psychopath has made it as far as he's made it and could possibly cause such angst and anxiety that I think after the election, A, regardless of the outcomes, we need prayer. Mm. We all look, look, mm. prayer works. We, we, we need some serious prayer. And then as a country, we need some kind of reconciliation healing. It's kind of like therapy. Mm-hmm. I think the whole country is going to need 
therapy. I agree. Reconciliation therapy is what we're going to need. And it's going to take some time. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight, regardless, because if Hillary wins, DT is going to make such a big stink out of it. It's like a little kid. Yeah. If I don't win, if, if I don't win the school president election, I'm going to egg everybody's car. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Are you kidding <laughs> me? But you know what? Even even the point She's that She's so made, old school. Yeah, she <laughs> the, 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 the false equivalencies just just keep running rampant. When even comparing himself to Gore. Gore never made this type of assertion. He never made this type of right. assertion leading yeah. up to the yeah. election. Never. Okay. The no only, president the has. Only, no president has. The right. only time that Gore, Gore challenged the results after the results. Okay. After. Because he has too many popular votes. Right. right. And he challenged it for right. legitimate reasons right. after the announcement. Mm -hmm. Because quite frankly, if you come out. I was there. Everybody was there yeah. that night when you made the announcement that he was he had won mm -hmm. and then had to retract it. Yeah. Yes, you would challenge something like that. Right. Okay. But he never walking up to the election challenged. And I think that is, quite frankly, that was, in my opinion, not that the door was ever open. That yeah. totally shut the door, locked it, bolted it, uh, even even got right. a what do you call it? Yeah. When you get fire. You know, you know, we, we call the it a Steve, Steve Harvey moment. Oh yeah, you know that that was. But, yeah. but you know, he had a, he had the re, his his rationale for doing it was was legitimate. Right. Then. Right. All right. I think the House and Senate are going to have to come together for at least yeah, that they period. Will. They're going to have to come together on the stairs, and they're going to have to hold hands, sing, Kumbaya. whatever. Don't care. <laughs> but whatever they do. They're going to have to we show have, look, the nation. Look, we will all have overcome. We yes. have to over. And, so and, they should all join hands and sing. We, 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 have, we shall overcome. Yep. That includes President Obama. Everybody right. is going to have to go to the uh, the Capitol stairs. Well, see, that's the thing about it. That's going to be the problem right there. Everybody will except Trump. But he doesn't matter if he loses. Oh, he's going to have a big state. Trust I don't me. care. I After this election. He's going to have more... Uh, more... Uh, power than what he because what are you doing he's building yeah local communities are going to have to come together um and when you talk about the down ballot uh issues and, and elections as well uh it's going to have to be and and, and I, I agree with you 100 percent, evie on prayer and when you look at some of the some of the mega churches mm -hmm. the saddleback uh rick warren uh, T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen, Joel Osteen. Uh, who else are we looking at? Uh, the Bill, Billy Graham son, well, Franklin uh, Graham. Franklin Graham. Yeah. They're going to have to really come together and say, "Look, regardless of policy, regardless of what we have going forward, we need to acknowledge that this is our country, mm -hmm. this is our system, and we will move well, forward." I, I will tell you one thing. To Y'all talking about prayer right now? Yeah. We should start praying the day that we found out Donald Trump was running. Oh, yeah. A lot and of people that's have. That's when the prayer should have started right there. <laughs> don't, don't start praying now. Uh -oh. You know, you should start from day one. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's the point. I'm with you on that one, 100%. Yeah. You know, I just have one comment I want to make about this whole um, election result thing. You know, my mother used to always say, he that professes the loudly is the one you need, really need to watch. Mm -hmm. My concern is that because of 
uh, DT's relationship with, um, you know, the Russians and Putin. Mm. My concern is if there's any tampering that's going on, he's going to be the one doing the tampering. Yeah, yeah. good point. Well, that's, that's a nice segue because we think about what's recently happened this week with the whole um, Internet. I think even you got either. Hang on. All right. Yeah, even turn your system down a little bit on your end. Okay, turn my system down. Or either your headphones, you got headphones on. There you go. You're good. No, I don't. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. You know, when you think about what just recently happened with the internet issues, mm-hmm. the systems shutting down. Right. Uh, you know, in terms of hacking these systems mm-hmm. and having significant impact on our way of life. Right. Mm-hmm. Beyond just having access to Netflix. But when you think about this can go in many directions, i.e. the elections, banking systems, financial institutions, mm-hmm. the number of data yeah. There's been mm-hmm. transition out there, but I do agree with everything that you guys are saying. I mean, there needs to be some healing and also that probably needs to be a quote common agenda. Yeah. Right. An, 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 ag- an agenda that needs to say, look, this is what we need to do as a, as an organ, as a country. Mm-hmm. And we need to move so forward. So who's going to lead that? Rand, I agree with everything you're you saying. You know what? Obama is the president, folks. President Obama. President Obama has to lead this effort. He has to pull these people together, regardless of how they feel about him, regardless of, uh, of, of how he feels about them. You know, they feel about him. I, he feels about I, I them. I agree with you. To he has extent. to do it. I agree with you to a certain yeah, he, extent. He, he's not the one. He's not the one, guys. I don't think he's the one to do I it. Think you know what who he can should do, do it? Yeah, you know who ahead. I think can do it? Who? And this is not a sexist statement. Michelle. Hmm. Well, Michelle can one, do it. I think what they should do. Is uh, it's not should be just one person. I think it should have a coalition of spiritual people together mm-hmm. and, and and discuss this and then uh, branch it out. Yeah, I think that and, should. And, and, I, and I would say the, le- the legislative branch leaders. Yeah, they have to be a part of this because they're going to be the ones that's going to impact. The, the, the you know the the, the legislative branch mm. which has impact on the communities and stuff yeah. you know the the Paul Ryan's the Nancy Pelosi's mm-hmm. whoever those individuals so you're talking about the um, the Senate and the House the Senate and the House they I got, mean they got to do the for for a day no rhetoric zone mm-hmm. right no spin zone no this spin is, zone this right. is about us rolling up our sleeves. Notice I said no rhetoric. You said no spin. No I know spin. you've been watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you know the Republicans are, are kind of worried right now because they think they're going to lose. Uh, well, this is post-election. I mean, this is about just saying, look, we need to heal. Right. We, we, this we, has been tough. We need to heal. I mean, because I was listening to some guys the other day, and they were basically saying, it really doesn't matter if Trump doesn't accept these results. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Legally, it really doesn't matter. It's because, quite honestly, more than likely, he's going to be a, a footnote. Yeah. Okay. The same way that when you think about the um, Tea Party leaders, yeah. you know, where it's are they now? There are footnotes. Yeah. But the fact is, the collateral damage that has occurred in mm-hmm. these 18 months. You said it best collateral damage. damage that has occurred in these 18 months yeah. is, is going to be much more lasting than whatever legacy that this guy has. Right. Agreed. Well, on that note, we'll end it. Yeah. Moving forward. Right. Uh, I, I, let's pivot light, man. Pivot light, please. Real what you light. got? And I'm gonna start with Walking Dead. Yeah. Tonight, Evie, you gonna it, watch? You gonna watch Walking Dead, Evie? No. <laughs> <laughs> she paused. <laughs> Evie, have you ever have you ever watched it? Have you ever watched it? No. <laughs> 
I guess. Listen, I see, en- I, I see enough Walking Dead people. <laughs> day. I don't need to go watch it on a movie. That's what I'm saying. It's a real good show. Even. It is. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. It now, is. Now, crazy. Evie talk to you. Now, now Evie My will. daughter watches it. Now, I'm Evie will talk to you about Queen Sugar oh, yeah. and Power hey, yeah. and Empire. Oh, you like that last episode of Power, Evie? No, no. <laughs> no. No. She's so, got some toddler well, issues I, going on. No. 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 I am the voice of a new generation that says, I am sick of some trash TV. Hey, hey I, I will say this. Uh, you know, if, if you are sick of trash TV, you got good options. Yeah. And I, but I will say this, and, and, and Tut and I agree. Right. Uh, the Walking Dead is good TV. It is. It's it is awesome. good TV. And here's the other thing about this: um, it, this episode is probably the bo- even more brutal than the debate. Very gory. <laughs> very gory. It's very gory. Because, because, yeah. and not not just from a gore standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's just from an anticipation standpoint. Right. And and if the folks who watch it know, and we're not going to go into detail, Negan. Yeah, Negan is off the chain. Negan has is like this new. Uh, adversary, yeah, he's a powerhouse, powerhouse yeah. that's taken over the the good guy. He's the new president. He's the new president. <laughs> he, 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 he's like Trump, yeah. unpredictable. Yeah. You don't know where he's gonna go. Exactly. But the way they left it last season, he had a a bat, okay, that was wrapped with uh, what is wire. it, barbed wire. Yeah. And he said, in order to get respect, in order to send a message, one of the good guys group. Mm-hmm. He was gonna kill them in front of all of them in a circle, and so the way he was doing it was eating meeny miny mo. Catch up, oh, catch somebody by the toe, <laughs> and it ended. It went off, so you don't know who. You just saw the bat swing and hit and hurt you, somebody. You saw head. like it was almost like a camera, mm-hmm. like uh, somebody's head was the camera, mm-hmm. and you just see blood covering the and, lens. Um, and he's saying, "Whoa, man, he can take a hit." Oh my god, it was just when you are a fan of the show. And you sit there and watch, and you know these guys. You you kind of after how many seasons? Is six, five, six seasons? No, it's been like I mean, seven, eight. seven, eight. Yeah. And you've been following these guys for so Short long for something seven. like that to happen. It's deep, and you don't know who. Well, I got a feeling, but I you think. find out tonight. So well, that's what who, we wait, deal. Who with. do you think it is? I don't even want to go into I, it. I, let me tell you what. Don't don't tell. Okay. We're gonna tell me off offline. Yeah, all right. I, I mean, I don't know, and 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 and, and you know. They shoot it here in Georgia too. Okay, by you, the way. you know what? You know what, guys? I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch. No, it because you may not know. Hey, Evie, you may I'm, not. You I'm gotta, gonna have you gotta popcorn. Catch up. I'm gonna have a uh, stew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have corn. Stew. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you guys this. I'm gonna. Have, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna contact all three of you and keep you up all night long. No, 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 Evie, don't watch it. Evie, don't watch it. Because I'm telling you, hey, Evie, don't call me because I don't watch that crap. <laughs> I don't watch it at all. Hey, but on on another note, that is, it's going to be good TV. It's going to be good TV, yes. And and the other thing uh, that came up on TV uh, that I wanted to mention is Black Mirror on Netflix. Now, um, you knew about it, Rand. Yeah, I've seen Uh, it. It's it's, uh, a British, it's from the UK. It's Mm -hmm. BBC. Is it BBC? BBC. But TV One, whatever it is. It is a Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side series that's been on. This is the third season and uh, basically, it is tied into technology. So everything, it, it, it's kind of like, uh, like, for example, one of the episodes is about a lady 
you know how you do where you rape people, mm-hmm. uh, where the whole society walks around uh, rating individuals. Wow. And your rate, your where you rate is how you move up, either with your job or where you can live, mm-hmm. what you can rent, almost like a credit score. Okay. Right. Uh, so it, 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 it's really, and I watched it because I did a little binge Saturday night watching it. And it's pretty fascinating. And it's got a really uh, great cast. Uh, you know, and, and Rand and I were talking about it today, the quality of it. It's right. just a good it, series. It, and I mean, that's, it's, you know. it's, a, it's a typical um, BBC type of... Uh, but uh, it ain't like Doctor Who where no, you get caught like, up. You know, it's societal. A lot of it is societal. Right, right. It, it's what we deal with. Go ahead. Uh, Evie, you know, you, you watch a lot You watch a lot of PBS, Masterpiece Theater and that type of stuff. So That's me. That's uh, me. I'm so, trying to educate myself and to expand my horizons. Oh. But it, it's not like if, you, if you're into well, Downton Abbey and Downton Abbey and, and, and uh, Doctor Who, it, it's, it's really relatable. It could be on any network and right. win. It could right. be on HBO okay. and right. win. Well, you know, even if you like Masterpiece, let's say Mystery. Yeah, you ever watch Masterpiece? I do. It's very similar to the Masterpiece mystery, more of the contemporary type of oh, stuff. Oh, it, but it's extreme. Yeah. It, it's not for kids, right? Because language wise, content wise, it's 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 on the edge. It pushes right. it, but it's good. It's got some great stars in it, great performances. It's it's impressive. Uh, the third season came out this week. Okay, uh, it's on Netflix, and if you go on Netflix, you'll see it. It's one of the featured series. But can I go back on on demand and watch it on BBC? No. Maybe. Well, no, 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 not no. this. No, it's, it's Netflix, Netflix exclusive. Netflix now. exclusive. No. Yeah, it is. Uh, what else you got, Rand? And I'm gonna, I'll come back. What else I got, man? You um, got. I mean, pivot light because I got one more thing I want to go into on the light. Pivot side. light. Um, let's see. Uh, Samsung said they're going to trim about twenty percent of his workforce. Well, they're gonna have to. That's right now. Samsung employs about a thousand. Right. Mm. They said two hundred people. Right now, they started the process. Wow. Are they doing that in the U.S. or is that global abroad? Uh, no, this is uh, over overseas. Oh, in okay. Korea. In Korea. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's one. Uh, Nike, I hate to hear that. You know, you hear about Nike and those new tennis shoes, man. What, what's up with that? Nike raised six point seven million dollars for uh, Michael Fox's Parkinson. Thing. Oh, nice. Remember, he had some tennis shoes. They came out with some new tennis shoes, and they did a reboot of Back to the Future. Uh-huh. These self lacing shoes, 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 shoes. Yeah, because they was they was like hot. Time. Right, right. And so, this is check this out. Nike sold six hundred and seventy five thousand tickets mm. to to participate in an auction to buy eighty nine pair. Wow. You know what? Well, go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna make a note about Nike. I'm gonna make a comment okay. about Nike. And so one of the shoes already has sold for over hundred over one hundred sixty thousand dollars. Wow! But see, but what what this concerns me is the fact is that that with this type of money, think mm-hmm. about the type of impact that we can be making in our communities, in okay? the schools, in the and schools. that's what I was going to mention, right? Yeah. And so and so, like for example, you guys were talking. I, I, I saw this article on, on NPR. Mm-hmm. It said that the recession for many schools hasn't ended. Mm. Right now, there are thirty six states where their budgets are less than they were in 2008. That's wow. crazy. Okay. And so so check this we're out. We're talking that was 8 8 years ago. Mm-hmm. Almost right. a decade. Right. Almost a decade. So when you, so that means 36 out of 50 states their funding is less than it was. Wow. Mm-hmm. And guess who's leading the pack? Who? The states that represent the Southeastern Conference in football. Wow. Mm. Okay. Mm. Check it out. In the Southeastern Conference. SEC. SEC. Mm-hmm. You got nine coaches making over $4 million a year. 
Nick Saban. Okay. <laughs> okay. How much? Wait, 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 wait. How much? Four million? Yes. Four million. Nine yes. coaches in, in each of the states. Talk about priorities. All right, check it out. Mm-hmm. In the Southeastern Conference, there are 14 schools, 13 mm-hmm. are, are public. Mm-hmm. So all 13 salaries have to be um, publicized, mm-hmm. open to public records. Mm-hmm. In each of those coaches, they are the highest paid state employee. Mm-hmm. Now, are you talking about schools in general or uh, just colleges? I'm just saying just like, well, first schools of all, I'm just talking about education, schools, education school, systems. school systems. But, but yeah. now when you're talking about where our dollars are going, yeah, we're paying football coaches yeah. more than, some football coaches are actually making more than some school districts yeah. in wow. terms of their budgets. Yeah. All right, Amazing. check this out. In Texas, they have over 10 schools mm-hmm. where the football stadiums cost over $20 million to build. I mean, well, Texas is a big money And state. Texas is in the bottom 20. Wow. That's crazy. What about, what about Evie, Alabama? What about Evie, Alabama? You need to make some calls. Alabama's in, the, Alabama's in the bottom 10. Georgia is in the bottom 10. Florida is actually the worst one. LSU? What about LSU? LSU is like in the, they're in, they're in the bottom 20. Wow. But, so, but, but, but let me ask you, I bet in terms of prisons, <laughs> in terms of prisons. In prisons, they lead. They lead. They lead. Right. Prison funding, they lead. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I thought we were trying to pivot light. Okay. <laughs> we always go back. Always okay. go back. Always okay. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What happened to pivot light? Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I got this right here. The 30 most influential teens. You want to hear who some of the black kids are? Yeah, go ahead. The Obama sisters. Wow. Uh, now, you, you said teens? Teens. Wow. Teens. Okay. 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 Simone Biles. Mm, okay. Jaden mm. Smith. Wow. Okay. Sky Jackson. Now, Sky Jackson is. Uh, she's what? on Disney Channel. And okay. Now, yeah. Yeah, and I also, heard. she's the inspiration for, for Marvel's new hero, mm-hmm. Rhea Williams. She has the VP. She's, uh, she's a uh, uh, private detective. She has like right. a, then a they detective had a, agency. Didn't they write something else about her uh, last week? It was a problem or something? Yeah. I don't know. No, she's the one who got into the Twitter right. war with. Uh, she's suing Disney, I think. Oh, yeah, no, Mattel, no, 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 Mattel. I think it's Mattel. It's right. over a doll or something no, like that. No, that's not Sky. That's the voice uh, of uh, of uh, Doc McStuffin. She's okay. suing. Okay. Yeah, you know Tommy knows stuff about this because okay. that's his age uh, right, right now. <laughs> I got one in the house. Y'all. Okay. The, uh, I got one in the house. The, uh, the girl, I see it every day. The girl that's on uh, Blackish, the oldest daughter, Yari, whatever her name is. That's cool. Okay. There's yes. some kid named Luca Sabet. He's 18, and Complex called him the coolest internet teenager. Mm. Wow. Okay. And then uh, a woman by the name of Mandela Steenberg. She was in Hunger Games. Mm, okay. the, the, the young black girl in Hunger Games. Which which Hunger Games? I don't know. I mean, you know, oh, it's yeah, all yeah, same to yeah, me, yeah, man. Same to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the one you're talking about. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. All right. <laughs> all right. Here, here's something I saw. Okay. Ten things that will soon disappear forever. Can you think? Uh oh. Go for it. Keys. I agree. I believe it. Okay. I believe. I don't it. have a key net for my car. College textbooks. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Going they're going to pads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going digital. Yeah, right. going digital. Right. Incandescent light bulbs. Wow, yeah, I agree. I, I got pretty much LED everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Your neighborhood mail collection box. Wow. Okay. Like, okay, so how are we gonna get mail? You can buy uh, one. You know, mail. You know, box at the um, at the. Um, well, you you mean you know, like at the house or in yeah. front of your house or? No, like, you know, you remember you, you used to go to the corner and put the mail in the mailbox. Right. Those oh, public oh, mail. That, those yeah. mail oh, those, the blue ones. Yeah. But but, but oh, oh, I, I can't, they're already gone. I can't find one. <laughs> you got to go to the post office. Yeah. You got to go to the post office. Well, yeah. you know, mail collection is down fifty eight percent. Yeah, because everybody's gone paperless. Yeah. Right. You just getting. I mean, I don't get I don't get bills in the mail anymore. Yeah, it's all paperless. Um, blackouts. 
because they're saying that the grid's now becoming so much more efficient. Really? You don't hear about blackouts like you used to. Mm. Okay. Black, blackout was in New York, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. the last one I remember. Right. You got to live in a country. Though. Here's one right here. I didn't realize this. Yeah. Uh, fast food and grocery workers. Okay. Really? Because what's happening now, they're building all these self-service kiosks. Mm. Mm. And so you don't, so now you, you, you only need one, one person. If you, like you go into Kroger or, or Target now, you have these six or seven kiosks and you have one person who just sits there to watch the computer screen. Mm. Mm. So they're saying and, that you, and, and you basically you checking out your own groceries and packing them up is really what yeah. we're doing. They're we are right still serving ourselves at the grocery store. Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't see dial up internet. You know, there's still some dial up internet out oh, there. That's crazy. But it's still, it's, it's, it's about to leave. And here's one right here. That yeah, I think all what of, I need to get here, here's one. <laughs> don't right. Do it. Don't do it, man. Here's one right <laughs> here that all of us can relate to. Right. What? Because of the internet, guess what? Get up. Guess what else we're losing? What? Our privacy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. true. And you know what, by the way, and I'll mention it briefly with the hacking, because we had the major hack that happened this week. That's right. They used, uh, if you have like a lot of smart items that are consistently connected Mm -hmm. to the internet, Mm -hmm. or if you leave your, if your computer is always on, the way that they created this outage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was that they used whoever it was hacked into all the devices like mm-hmm. if you leave your apple tv on right you leave your roku on right they hacked into all the devices and i think it may have been nationwide and sent artificial traffic from all those devices to the web to where it knocked down a system called dns mm-hmm. right it was overwhelmed right because because dns is like a um it, it, it's like a traffic cop. Yep. Yeah. And it, it, it overloaded. Right. So that's what they did. They hacked in and created, even you talking about like, you know how cities have cameras, mm-hmm. right. all the smart cameras right. the in CT- the cities. CTVs, yeah. They yeah. hacked in to all those devices and basically they were using all those devices almost as weapons to send all that traffic. Right. Going forward, tell me, I think you want to fold that down. <laughs> You're talking about my camera, my webcam. That's a webcam. Just yeah, fold that down. Make fold sure they hang it in. Okay. All right, all right, the last thing I, I got over here, guy. But I got I got one more thing. But go ahead uh, before you before we wrap. I do want to talk about the race card. Okay, go ahead. Charles Barkley's getting a new show in 2007. Stop, oh, please. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be talking. No, I mean I'm not hating on him, but go ahead. He's gonna what? be talking about uh, race. Mm, that's okay. terrible. That's terrible. 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 <laughs> Lord have mercy. But what do y'all think about that? What do y'all think? It's just like it's golf or swing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Evie? What do you think? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm happy I, for him. I, it look, you know, look, somebody needs to be talking about it, but I just don't necessarily know that if he would have come to mind as the top on my top list of 50 people that I would nominate for that, you know, to, to have their own show on race. Yeah, I would see somebody like uh, Mark Lamont Hill. I think he uh, he's he's smart enough to have that conversation and, and use. I think Stephen Stephen uh, Stephen what Stephen A. Yeah, but I'm looking at it from a standpoint mm-hmm. of if if Barkley's going to do this, he needs to have Mark Lamont Hill, uh, Dyson, uh, Tannis. Yeah, maybe <laughs> because <laughs> because you know. I mean, you know, I, I do agree with you. I, he's, I, he's homespun, which is great. And and even we, you know, maybe do a podcast first, Charles, you know, and, and let's see how that goes. Is he doing a podcast yet? Nope. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do agree with you. I, I, I think that um, 
Charles will probably need someone beside him to bring maybe some perspectives or insights that he's not fully aware of. Yeah. Because, I mean, you listen to some of his comments, his statements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know where he's coming from. And it's dangerous, some yeah, of it. If you right. say some things and people look to you, because we have to, you know, well, I guess sometimes we're on a podcast, though. Yeah. Um, we say but what the hell we want to say. No, <laughs> but no his, fact checking here, baby. <laughs> but, but considering his audience and um, the, the, what do you call it, the platform mm-hmm. he has, man, um, and people might take some of the stuff he says seriously and, you know, you never know where it might go. Right. That's my only point. Right. Hey, but speaking of Barkley and basketball, go ahead. Go ahead, Evie, before we wrap that. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say that, you know, it seems to me like we need some new voices in the media. It's like, you know, why don't we just take the same people? Okay, so you're a sportscaster. Let's give you spinoff. I get the fact that they may have a following. But to, you know, Randy just listed off all these young people that, you know, are, are being signaled out and who are doing amazing things. We need some new voices. We need some new meat. That's yeah. my only thing. We need okay. some new voices. Well, I want to I want to say um, I think like at least the sports when, when we were talking about ESPN last week and we talked about the uh, kind of the changing of the guard with ESPN to some extent in sports center. I think you're seeing maybe a, a new generation of sportscasters who are coming in. It's just that when you got maybe some of the old guard like Barkley, they're just looking for new avenues that elevate them above just being tied to sports. Well, I, I, so they're more, what do you call it? They're 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 more pop culture. Yeah. Now, so I would agree with that, but I also do I think that you still have the same old guard in these networks making the same decisions. Yeah. But but you know what? I think um here's where we go. Uh when I look at like never before, when I looked at Netflix, there's just so many alternatives to traditional. Uh, television right now that quite frankly you can spend an entire weekend and never go to broad to, to mm-hmm. tradi- traditional broadcast TV and um, or or when you do go it's in it's it's from a DVR mm-hmm. you know so um, even even though you might sound the alarm on that I, I think if uh, if you were in a situation where you had limited choices I just think there are too many choices now you know so I agree. I agree totally. There are too many choices, and well, I mean that's a great the, thing because if you don't like if if you don't like Charles, you can you can get the heck on, you know. Well, but y- yes, you can. But you know what? But by the same token, we need to have some truly meaningful conversations around race and racism. I agree, and and, and, and man, I don't want to go and I mean, I that's my but, but you know post November. Yeah, even I think that's part of the post November thing too. Yeah. Hey, one one thing real okay. quick, and this is kind of on the light side. Hawk start basketball is back. Basketball is back. That's right. This week, Dwight Howard is going to be with the Hawks this season. Black millionaires and white women <laughs> league. There we go. That's the league. Leave it, leave it to Rand. Huey P. Rand. <laughs> well, you know that's what they call the All Star Game, the the, the the black man white woman uh, convention. Wow. Leave it, Huey P. Rand. All right. <laughs> Fight the power. Fight the power. Hey, but here's the thing. Uh, my thing is, uh, do y'all think that? Dwight Howard is going to make a positive. Now, wait a minute. The Cubs are in the World Series after 70 years. Do you think that this will help the Hawks elevate? (laughs) Apples and oranges, brother. No, but I'm just saying, you know, it's been a long time, man. The Hawks have never won a championship. I mean, well, they haven't won a championship in my lifetime. 
you know, since I've been watching in, in Atlanta. Again. I'm going to take Evie saying, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because uh, I was saying the only thing they needed was a big man. They got a big man. They got, they got an old problem. big man. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, Evie, can you can you expound or do you yeah, even want what to? I was going to say, you know, it, you know I, I have a lot of respect for Dwight Howard. Hmm. Um, but it's the Hawks, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, look, Damn. I live in Atlanta. I want to support. I want to support them. And I'm a big basketball fan, mm-hmm. but we just don't have the talent to do what needs to get done. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, and, and I've been, I've been saying that for years that they need to make the investment in the talent if they want to win. Everybody else does. That's right. You know, and, and the sad thing is, you know, there's a l- large percentage of NBA players who call Atlanta their, their off season home. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, and they don't even want to play here. Yeah. That's I, crazy. Mean, I mean, that's, 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 a, that's weird right there, but, I don't think Dwight Howard's going to make that much of an impact because again, he needs other players around him. So, well, I do think they, they've got a good coach from, you know, the, the, uh, San Antonio, uh, former San Antonio, uh, assistant coach, right. Right. Uh, was a good move to bring him in. Um, and I think they did need a big man. They need something high profile. It just ultimately comes down to whether or not Dwight Howard wants to be a team player. Focus, do the work. What's the, for, the what's the forwards? Uh, the guy who's the forward for him? What's, what's his Millsap? Name? Yeah, they should have got rid of him. Okay. Yeah. But we'll see. Him. It's going. I mean, it. Quite frankly, uh, somebody like Dwight Howard, you know, even though he's a positive, but what he also does is kind of like the Kobe effect. Mm-hmm. He will expose your weaknesses quickly. Yeah. Because when he starts, if if they go on a losing streak, he's the first one to run to the press. You know, it, start crying and start crying. Mm-hmm. So we'll, you know, I said no. The, he'll he'll be throwing people under the bus. <laughs> so you know, but and I just thought that would be the coach. Man, it just seems like basketball season just freaking ended. You know what I'm saying? I know. And now and now we're talking from I October mean, to damn June, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wow. know, the, the the new season starts. Hey, y'all, we're gonna go around table and and, and wrap this thing up. Who's uh, going to win the championship? Any, huh? Who's going to win the championship? Championship for what? Basketball? Yeah. I don't know, man. Cleveland Golden State. Yeah, I think it's going to be Cleveland Golden State again because of the That'd fact that, one. you know, go, I mean, Golden State has a. They have a beast yeah. of a lineup. But <laughs> a couple of injuries. Yeah. And forget it. Yeah. Right. I'll put it like that. Same thing with Cavaliers, too. Couple Cavaliers injuries. have, quite frankly. Let me, let me say, LeBron James got yeah. injured, they'd be done. Yeah. But I will say that of all the teams that perform well through injuries, they have played best. Cav- Cavaliers have done best. Mm hmm. Most, Le- LeBron James get injured, they done. Yeah. Now you go to Golden State, you got you can still lose a couple people, and they still got a chance. Yeah, but I, it's gonna be interesting, man. This is gonna be real interesting. I mean, it, put this way, they can lose Durant and they still win. I remember, I'm old school. I go back to Philadelphia 76ers. If y'all remember back in the day when they had Lloyd B, Lloyd B. Free, yeah. Doctor J. Yeah. What was his name? The big uh, all these superstars. Yeah, Daryl Daryl Dawkins. They yeah. had George McGinnis. George McGinnis. They had that Andrew superstar mm-hmm. lineup, and they lost big yeah, time. Right. I mean, they lost. Everybody had these high expectations. I always go back to that when you stack these teams. Yeah, I go back to that because, what? quite frankly, it's going to ultimately come what, down. What to, they saved fish, uh, the oh, fish, the fish, man, the man, that was my fish, movie. Yeah, the, the fish, fish that saved Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was yeah, it movie. was like they played uh, Pittsburgh played L.A. Lakers. Yeah. They had Jabbar and all mm-hmm. that. All right, so that's yours, Rand. You got anything to wrap up with? You know, I, just just the same, man. And I and I, I hope all the, the people who listen, who are Black Lives Matter people, 
would listen to this comment. This is a quote because uh, my daughter this week, actually it was interesting. She met um, Kathleen Cleaver, mm-hmm. uh, Eldridge Cleaver's wife, and um, she was on campus and my daughter took a picture with her and she was asking her about Black Lives Matter. And um, she gave my daughter this quote and she said, basically, efforts and courage are not enough without purpose and direction. Mm-hmm. That's why we were talking about that 10 point plan. Right. right. Because yeah. I mean, when you think about the black lives matter movement out there, they have the effort and the courage, mm-hmm. but where's the plan? It was, uh, Eldridge Cleaver. No, what, who was it? Um, Bobby seal. Yeah. Bobby seal, uh, was on, uh, this morning, uh, on, on one of the, um, Sunday morning shows, not on radio Sunday morning okay. shows. And, um, it, it is, I'm going to forward you guys, and I may even put it on the link, uh, the interview. It was pretty amazing because you, when you look back in retrospect and you look at the Panther movement, mm-hmm. you know, you look at, and I think the way it might be framed is that they were violent, yada, right. yada. That, that was what, that's what the media portrayed them uh, as. Hoover and right. the FBI. They were public enemy number one. Right. Mm-hmm. But he was breaking it down. Um, in terms of all the things they did, they weren't a hate group, um, which I think in our communities they weren't. But the way it was framed to the general market, they were. Um, but I think um, there's a lot that can be learned today from that organization, from the Black right. Panther organization, in terms of how they set up their plan, how they set up their need and their push for legislation, how they plan and set up their support systems. They had a sickle cell testing program. They had a child, a breakfast program. Right. Right. Uh, They had a pest control, free pest control program for for communities and Mm. neighborhoods uh, to eradicate, you know, a lot of, but but rats, roaches, because they knew uh, landlords weren't, contributing right. to those right. communities to to fix their homes. Right. So they were focused on they were self-empowerment. They were policing their own neighborhoods. Yes, they were big in the self-empowerment. And I think, um, you know, when you look at that self-empowerment, that I think that might be one of the main things that's missing from the current movement because they were really looking at ways to create self-sufficiency. Right. Well, you know, that was a great, um, that's a great documentary on PBS about the black Panthers. I would encourage everyone to read cause it will dispel many of those uh, myths mm-hmm. about the black power movement, the black Panther movement. Cause black, the black power movement was really about black love. Mm-hmm. It was, it was about us loving ourselves. It mm-hmm. was not about hating anyone else. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if every ethnic group, had an attitude to where they were focused on improving the plight of their group right. for the whole, then we'd be in a much better place. Right. I mean, I think I mean, that's just my Agreed. thought. But you know, and, I, and that's part of what's missing out of local communities. And mm-hmm. and uh, you guys are absolutely right. The Black Panthers did a lot of really amazing, positive things. If you ever have a chance to go back and even um, you know see some of the the um, uh, biographies that have been done on Angela Davis and some of the others. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, it was, you know, they were portrayed in a negative light because it was all by design, mm-hmm. but that sense of community and having pride in community and doing and providing and making sure kids had food and, and books and healthcare and stuff like that. There were a lot of positive things 
that groups like the Black Panthers did. And I always like to encourage people that are listening, you know, do your own research, mm-hmm. you know, educate yourself. Don't just take somebody else's word for something, yeah. you know, um, research, find out, read, and then make your own decisions about situations as well as groups of people. Yeah, I agree. All right, y'all. Hey, it's been another outstanding week uh, with the distinguished, not the extinguished gentleman. Uh, thank y'all Damn for, for joining me again. Thank you, sir. For joining us again. Uh, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, Ran, uh, T- Tommy B, man, it, it is uh, phenomenal. Evie, uh, thank you for taking the time out of your hectic weekend and, and busy day to come in and, and contribute the conversation. Appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it big time. We do. And, Thanks uh, for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And and feel free to email us on our topics. On you know, Give us feedback. GP3RTT at gmail.com. It's GP3RTT at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail as well. And we'll play it back. 413-556-9546. Go to iTunes. Look us up, SoundCloud. Look us up, GP3 homies from the block. Homies. Yeah, and uh, H O M I S. You know, from the block. you know, share us on your Facebook. Share us with your friends. Yep, yep. And you and know, don't be so selfish with us. Come on, share us. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But it's been a great week, y'all. Uh, again, uh, congratulations, fellas, on on three months. Three months. That's 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 big time, and and I think. Um, we got to have these conversations, even if uh, you know it's it's a it's a starting point for a lot of people, you know. And I appreciate y'all today for also coming up with some really good solutions as well. All right, all right. thanks yes, for listening. Congratulations, gentlemen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you even. All right, y'all. Y'all. On that note, let's have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Later. Take care. Bye.